the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy and teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. It's that hour of power. It's time to put your big boy pants on, your big girl pants on. It's time to soldier up, soldier on. Yeah, I got it. I got it, Deborah. Yeah, we're going to be a little doctoring going on today, too, some truth therapy. You know... Yesterday, if you listen to yesterday's show, it was a great show, and you didn't listen to it, how dare you? So you need to go to likeitmattersradio.com and uh, listen at your own leisure, preferably after this show is over, as you listen to my voice and you find yourself realizing you will listen to it after this show is over. Now, <laughs> pay no attention you? to those droids. Those not the droids we're looking for. So I'm being a little silly. But, you know, yesterday we had a great show about word, about rhyme. I was pretty honest. Uh, shared some brokenness, some uh, some hurt. You know, I want people to know, just like 100 million other Americans, I struggle daily. It's okay. Amen. It's not okay to let it get to you. It's not okay to let it knock you down. See, it's okay that it knocks you down. But a leader doesn't stay down. A leader picks themselves up dust themselves off and hits again. And if it knocks you down again, and if you're playing big, it's going to knock you down again. Uh. Then you pick yourself up, you dust yourself off, and you hit it again and again and again. You know what we call that? We call that courage. Right on. And it used to be in the DNA of America. It's no longer there. We're now victims, and we're now persecutors and we're now racists and bigots and hateful because of the way we vote or because we don't agree with everybody. So it's just the power of what's going on in our head, how we use words. See, this is what I'm teaching. And it's not to be negative. It's just it's a battle. We're in the battle together. Uh, Proverbs twenty four sixteen says a righteous person will stumble seven times but get back up, but the wicked will stumble into ruin. And so yesterday, I kind of started in that vein, and then I, I wanted to get light, and we shared some poetry. And as normal, as with most of us men, I'm very manly in this regard, I didn't get it finished. <laughs> I didn't do everything I was supposed to do. Oops. I'm not finished yet, right? So I want to share with you a couple of things before we get in the meat and the taters. But today, what we're going to do is keep focused on words. You know, as I as I continually explain, words are the building blocks of communication and relationships. The right word at the right time has changed millions of people's lives over the millennium. Knowing the power of our words, the impact of words, and how words move people is a great asset or tool, however you want to use it, in the arsenal of a leader. Word salad. You ever hear that? Word salad is defined as a stir as a string of empty, incoherent 
unintelligent or nonsensical words or comments. Not that you heard any of that. Today, we might be playing a little bit of a word salad for you as well. But before we do that, let me finish up on yesterday's show. Some good stuff I wanted to share with you. But first, let me share a story with you. You know, as a young man, uh, this, uh, this priest was an exceptional golfer. Uh, but over his lifetime, as he started getting mature, he realized he had to get a, a, a real job, a real life. He wasn't going to make it in the, in the PGA. So at the age of 25, he decided to become a priest. And he joined a rather peculiar order. You know, he took the usual vows of poverty, chastity, but his order also required that he quit golf and never, ever, ever, ever play it again. What? Now, you talk about sacrifice, right? Talk about giving up something for Lent, right? I mean, that's a big deal, right? So this was particularly difficult for him because of his passion for the game, because he's good at the game. But he agreed and was finally ordained as a priest. So one Sunday morning, the new priest woke up and realized, man, it was an exceptionally beautiful and sunny early spring day. And he decided, you know, he just had to play golf. And, of course, like we all do, he justified in his mind why it wasn't violating uh, any standard and why God wasn't really against not playing golf. I mean, show me in Scripture where it says, thou shalt not play golf, right? So he uh, he thought he's just going to sneak out and uh, to, to get a little bit of old glory back. So he told the associate pastor that he was feeling sick and convinced him that he would go say mass for him that day to cover him. So as soon as the associate pastor left the room, the, the priest headed out of town to a golf course about 40 miles away. You know, he wanted to get far enough away so uh, no one would run into him. You know, someone accidentally that maybe wasn't going to church that day, you know, if they show up at the golf course, wow, what are you doing here, right? So he wanted to get far enough away. So he got far enough away, 40 miles out. So there he is on the green, sets up on the first tee. He was all alone. After all, it was Sunday morning and everybody else was at church. And about this time, St. Peter leaned over to the Lord while looking down from the heavens and exclaimed, uh, Jehovah, Yahweh, you're not going to let him get away with this, are you? And Father God sighed and said, no, I guess not. Just then, the priest hit the ball, and it shot straight towards the pin, dropping just short of it. It rolled up and fell into the hole. It was a 420-yard hole-in-one. Oh, my gosh. Unbelievable. He couldn't believe it himself. Talk about being blessed. God bless me. St. Peter was astonished. He looked at uh, Father God and said, why did you let him do that? And Abba just smiled and replied, who is he going to tell? <laughs> now, now, the reason I bring that up, the reason I bring that up, because you ever hear the saying, do not speak a word of this to anybody? You ever hear that? That's the ultimate shh, right? Do not speak a word of this to anybody. That's why words are so important. Because we communicate through words. We build relationship through words. The Bible says you will be held to account for every word you utter. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. And how are people going to follow God if they don't hear the word? If no one's preaching, how are they going to hear the word? John, why don't you bring him into Milo's world? Good day to all you broken and battered, beat up, lonely, feeling like you don't matter people out there. This is Milo Pringle with Milo's World of Word, bringing you some Holy Spirit rhymes. Thank you, Jesus. Title of this is, I am the way. Jesus is the way. As I start my day and say, Lord, I commit myself to you this day. 
and ask, What way do you want me to go? How will I know what to say? What about these hairs turning gray? How do you want me to play out this day? And in all the chaos in my brain that if I were to share, most would label me insane. That Lord blows me a gentle kiss. K-I-S-S. Keep it simple, soldier. I am the way. Follow me. I say to you, brothers and sisters, do not be dismayed at all the devil's games that are played through those you trust. It's a must to bring things out and talk about the sin and hiding. Jesus is always providing a way through it all. And as we bring the lies from the devil to light, we, with all authority from God, take away the devil's power in this spiritual fight. Shame and guilt are lies from the coward thief. Isn't it a huge relief we get to a reprieve from our Father by receiving His conviction to repent, asking forgiveness, and turning away from our addictions? Selfish, angry, lustful, justifying, procrastinating, entitled attitude ways. And we hear with peace, Come follow me. I am the way. What do we do? K-I-S-S Get in His Word and spend time with our Father. It is the best buffet I've ever ate. All you can eat, He is never changing and is always waiting with arms open wide. Lay down your pride. Come on inside and enjoy the way. Amen. Amen. <laughs> John and I, uh, he'll, you owe me a cup, John. You owe me a cup. <laughs> you know, words, man. You know, I saw Denzel Washington was receiving an award, and he said these these words. I'm sure he got them from somewhere else, but they're powerful. Small minds discuss other people. Gossip. Good minds discuss events. Great minds discuss ideas. And today, we want to talk about the idea that words matter. The right word at the right time will change someone's life. And the wrong word at the right time, if someone allows it, will destroy them. I'm Mr. Black. We'll be right back. Nanu, nanu. If today were your last day on the planet, could you say you've been the person you were put here to be? As a business professional, do you feel that you have the difference that it takes to make a difference? You're invited to reignite your passion at Like It Matters Leadership Awakening with Mr. Scott Black. 48 hours that will transform you. March 31st through April 2nd in Minneapolis. Everything you have ever read, believed, or thought about leadership will come alive in this two-and-a-half-day intense journey. Mr. Black will help you discover the best possible you and how to not only reach but go beyond your potential. If you're a leader or have a desire to lead, this course is a must for you. Class size is intentionally small, and it fills quickly. Go to likeitmatters.net and see what others have experienced. Click on Schedule to register. Mr. Black's Like It Matters Leadership Awakening, March 31st through April 2nd in Minneapolis. Log on to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule. likeitmatters.net. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. 
As a former congressman and the ranking member on the Judiciary Committee of the U.S. House of Representatives, Doug Collins knows what it means to fight for what he believes. And on every episode of the Doug Collins podcast, he'll explore all topics from politics to life advice and blend them together for a well-rounded discussion that you can use to get the most out of your life. The Doug Collins podcast. Subscribe today on Apple, Google, Spotify, and at SalemPodcastNetwork.com. TheFishTwinCities.com is streaming your favorite contemporary Christian artists like Matthew West, Toby Mack, For King and Country, and many more. Stream along at TheFishTwinCities.com, download the free app, or listen on your Amazon smart speaker. Leadership Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. And I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, March 31st through April 2nd. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black. And by the way, if you haven't heard, the black is back in Minneapolis. Did you hear that? Black is back in Minneapolis. That's almost poetic. Not really poetic, but pretty close. In other words, we're coming back to the Twin Cities, and we're doing our first class post-COVID. I mean, we uh, did one right before COVID, and now we're doing one right after COVID. Although Fauci wants you to know, it ain't over yet. Lockdowns might come soon. People still wear masks. We'll talk about that later. But today we're talking about the power of words. And uh, I wanted to share with you one of my, uh, yesterday I shared some poetry. And again, I've been talking too much, so I should have done this on the first segment, but I ran out of space. So I want to share with you the one last poem of mine. It's, uh, you know, when I was younger, I went through some dark stuff, very abusive childhood, uh, never fit in, you know, on my own at 16, uh, homeless at 17, and then uh, basically... uh, um, you know, went in the army at 17, got out at 19, went to UNLV and lived in my car with my parents a block up the road. So I went through a lot of pain, a lot of heartache, wanting to fix myself. I was pretty messed up. I knew I was messed up. Man, when you know you're messed up, that's really messed up. See, some of you out there that don't think you're not, you're messed up, you're messed up, but you're just a little messed up. Boy, when you get to a point like I did that you know you're messed up, you're really messed up. And I was really messed up. And so in the process of fixing myself, uh, I, I learned how people work. And this is why I've been doing for 30 years what I do and now on the radio for seven. But during that time frame, uh, I wrote a poem about uh, what goes on in the space between, between the stimulus and the response. It's called The Intruder, and I'll share it with you. A new day has dawned. My choice can be a great one. New beginning, clean slate, something's not right. Feeling real bad before even seeing the sun. Startled upon awakening, no desire of my own. Held captive, without thought, feeling overcome, overwhelmed, dilemma, unknown. I cannot move, 
I'm pinned to the bed. Fear of the known. What will happen if this force is so powerful? What to do? Questions in my head. If only I could call out for help to fight this intruder. Don't give in. Dissociate. It's reality. What can I do? Again, I am the loser. Please kill me now. Don't do the unknown. The pain, the agony to be abused, defenseless in my own home. Cry out for help like it really mattered if I did. Embarrassed, ashamed, a victim reminded me of being that scared, defenseless little kid. Put a gun to my head and stop the now pain. Sorrow, guilt, anger, resentment all stirs like a cauldron racing through my veins. I need to get out from under this perpetrator of pains. Stop the infliction. Jesus loves me. Why do I not secure my own home? Does that make me insane? How do I wrestle to gain control? How do I do it? What will be different if given the chance to live to continue my stroll? It's crazy to sleep in a crime-infested neighborhood. Lock the doors. Keep look out. It doesn't take a genius for this to be understood. If not on the lookout, this burglar is vicious, stealing and lying, hurting and destroying. Lost are the memories, intoxicating, bitterly delicious. What could have been if innocence not lost? Missed opportunities, lost hope, stolen with material things, and at what cost? The lies that were told to justify the action, not worthy, you deserve it, reduced me to less of a person, a minor fraction. This molester of body and mind knows no limits, altering lives, slicing and dicing. Nobody knows the real cost, a voice reduced to mere rivets. There's only one way to combat this hurtful enemy. Fierce commitment, intense focus, choose to live and attack the attacker with one true remedy. To know your enemy and the weakness he possesses, do battle, don't give in, choose to live, move beyond the limitations, the stresses. When you realize the enemy is living in your shorts, control your thoughts. What do you want? Your thoughts create reality, takes you to feelings ports. How you battle this enemy decides how big you get to play in life. Thoughts become actions. Actions become behavior. In the now victories, live in life like it matters, day by day. Boy, it gets me stirred up reading it. Yeah, that's samurai. That's in my DNA. That's in my genetic code. And today we're talking about this thing called words. And, you know, I, I, I got this phrase word salad. And why it's funny is because one of my favorite lines is verbal vomit. You know, verbal vomit is something gross. that's out there a lot now. Yeah, it is gross. But it's very descriptive. And what verbal vomit is is when there's a lot of words coming out of their mouth and they sound impressive and they found they feel good but have little context, little truth, and usually little action. They sound like a brother that I've seen on TV before that found himself in prison one day and was wanting to talk himself out of the charges that were instigated against him. First uh, of all, what? we must internalize the flatulation of the matter by transmitting the effervescence of the Indonesian proximity in order to further segregate the crux of my venereal infection. Now, if I may retain my liquids here for one moment. Shut up. <laughs> Lageria. Uh, yeah, diarrhea of the mouth that John just shared with me. I like that, too. But I call it verbal vomit. It's just a different end. That's all it is. But the outcome's the same. Got my point. And, man, 
is there some 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 strange things going on? I don't know what people are eating, but there seems to be a lot of word salad, a lot of verbal vomit going on. I mean, Kamala must have got sick. You know, when you travel in foreign countries, sometimes you get sick, a little nauseous. Sometimes you might throw up, and it seems like Kamala got a little verbal vomit going on. Why don't you share that with them? The governor and I, and we were all... Um, doing a tour of the library here and um, talking about the significance of the passage of time, right? The significance of the passage of time. So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time in terms of what we need to do to lay these wires, what we need to do to create these jobs. And there is such great significance to the passage of time when we think about a day in the life of our children. I think it's really important to understand that there's significance in the passage of time. I what? think that was her point. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I went through the whole transcript at eight minutes, and once I cut out uh, the significance of the passage of time, there, I, it didn't make any sense after that. It was just all stuff. And, and that's what's going on. Why does this matter? Because you know what we do as human beings? See, we only work at 3 to 5% consciousness. But please hear this. Our unconscious mind is taking everything. It's taking everything. And what you got to realize is those words are like building blocks. So if you think of Legos or uh, just little blocks, I want you to picture this. Words are little blocks. And when you string them together, they create sentences, right? And those sentences create meaning. And what we start believing is what we hear over and over and over. So 30 to 60,000 thoughts per day. You gotta get this. We have 30 to 60,000 thoughts per day. And so what we believe is what we hear over and over and over, what we tell ourselves. Now, this is where I said a long time ago, I don't say it as much as I used to because it's really not a bad place to be in my mind anymore. You know, I actually like the company I keep now in the quietness of my mind. I could actually sleep with myself and be happy. And it took me 55 years to get to that point where I actually feel comfortable in my own skin. I don't like the tent or the tabernacle that God gave me, but hey, he's God, I'm not. <laughs> but I feel comfortable in it. But I used to say this all the time. I've met the enemy and he's living in my shorts. I've met the enemy and he's living in my shorts. What? In other words, if other people said or did to us what we allow in our own heads, we'd never tolerate that. We'd never hang out with people that said through their words things that we allow in our head. You know, I'm a piece of crap. I'll never amount to much. I shouldn't have been there. Shouldn't have done that. Maybe it happened to me because I'm a bad person. Nobody likes me. See, this is where we start getting into our belief systems. Because everything we do or do not do is driven by belief systems. And you know how a lot of our belief systems are created? By things that we hear over and over and over. You're a good boy. You're a smart boy. You're a loving boy. You're a mistake. You're a screw up. Man, the day you came into my, my mother's and yours, my, my, your, your mother and my life, it destroyed our life. You were a mistake. My life has never been the same since you came here. Man, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have got a divorce. Man, if it wasn't for you, I could be famous. Man, without all, that's what a lot of people grow up with. Now, you might say, oh my gosh, no way. Yeah, yeah. 
and, and nowadays, if you don't think like everybody else, and if you don't agree with everybody else, then there's something bad with you. And this is why these words matter. I mean, when was the last time you did a verbal inventory of what goes on in your head? Remember, we have thirty to 60,000 thoughts per day. And I know some of these, I call them verbal traps. These verbal traps, they're powerless words and phrases. They're directed towards us. And they they create, make us a victim. Uh, they make us incapable. They trap us into remaining a victim of circumstances instead of empowering us to actively live our lives. That's why the words we use are important. That's why the battle today is for the dictionary. You know, yesterday I was talking about words like racism and sexism, and, and people steal our dictionary. Merriam-Webster is the most woke people in the world. Merriam-Webster will change a definition on the dime. Remember when uh, the, the senator from uh, um, Hawaii, I think her name is Okoda or something like that, and she was, yeah, Maze Hirano, and she was drilling uh, a, a Amy Cohen Bryant, whatever her name is, the Supreme Court Justice. Remember that? Barrett, thank you, Barrett. Remember that? And she grilled her and said, because she, the Supreme Court justice said, well, uh, well, people shouldn't be, have anything held against them for choices, for lifestyle choices. And they ripped into her and said, it's not a choice. And Merriam-Webster went in and changed the definition right from that. But ladies and gentlemen, words have power. The right words at the right time will change someone's life. And the wrong words at the right time and someone out will destroy them. And after the break, we're going to go into what some of these words are. Let's start cleaning them up. I'm Black. We'll be right back. On your deathbed, you will receive total consciousness. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's Mr. Dot Black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Hi, I'm Ben Hageman, owner of American Pressure. We specialize in industrial pressure washers and set ourselves apart with a customer-focused experience. Back with industry-leading experts, a large inventory of equipment, parts and accessories, and a great service department to take care of you, our customer. Buy local. Buy quality. Buy from American Pressure. Learn more at AmericanPressure.com. Stop in and see us. You'll be glad you did. Want a place where your child learns to form their own opinions, seek the truth, and see the world through God's prism? At Liberty Classical Academy, love of God and country is not controversial. They teach the foundational principles of Western civilization, including the U.S. Constitution. They're raising up the next generation of responsible citizens this country needs. Discover how your child can begin a life that inspires at the K-12 Open House on March 31st. Register today at libertyclassicalacademy.org. If today were your last day on the planet, would you say you've been the person you were put here to be? As a business professional, do you feel that you have the difference that it takes to make a difference? 
you're invited to reignite your passion at Like It Matters Leadership Awakening with Mr. Scott Black. 48 hours that will transform you. March 31st through April 2nd in Minneapolis. Everything you have ever read, believed, or thought about leadership will come alive in this two-and-a-half-day intense journey. Mr. Black will help you discover the best possible you and how to not only reach but go beyond your potential. If you're a leader or have a desire to lead, this course is a must for you. Class size is intentionally small, and it fills quickly. Go to likeitmatters.net and see what others have experienced. Click on Schedule to Register. Mr. Black's Like It Matters Leadership Awakening, March 31st through April 2nd in Minneapolis. Log on to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule. likeitmatters.net Use your head, man! Use your head more than for a can opener, man, right? I've heard that somewhere before, but I am black. And today we're talking about using your heads to critically think, to creatively think. In the beginning, God created, Genesis 1-1. Our first introduction in God is as creator. And then 25 verses later, Genesis 1-26, it says, Let us make man, Elohim, plural, let us make man in our image under our likeness. Don't you hear it, people? We are made in the God class. And we were made to create. And every single person is creating something. And what I'm talking about, you might not be creating anything in this world physically. You might not create, be creating a Trump empire. You might not creating a, uh, a state-run media outlet like CNN. You might not be creating a, a radio station where you can play Like It Matters Radio so other people around the world could be saved. You know, you could just be creating misery or joy. You could be creating a happy home or a miserable home. You could be creating children who will become outstanding adults or children who will become murderers and rapists at 12 and 13 years old and kill you when they're 16 because you didn't let them get their new game for their Xbox. I mean, what are you creating? You know, this this world soon comes to an end. I mean, at some point, things stop, right? Uh, the Right? Uh, chaos is increasing. The universe ever-expanding, Right? Until at some point it expanded too much. Oops, have you ever blown up a balloon? Kept blowing it up, kept blowing up, kept blowing up, blowing up. Oops, I should have stopped a second ago, right? So who knows? The Bible says it's important for man to die one time and then comes the judgment. So planes crash and people die. It's a fact of life. There's only two facts or what is it? I, I don't remember how this goes. Two uh, actual things you have to do in life and they're called death and taxes. Uh, and so some people can get away with taxes and wind up in prison. Not a joke. Uh, but... You can't avoid the other one, except for those that are still here during the rapture that are Christians. And then we will not die that first death. But we need to realize what are we creating? Our words are the building blocks of structure. You got to get this. And it's time to go inside of our head and ask ourselves, what is going on? What are those words in there? We have 30 to 60,000 thoughts, and a thought is nothing more than talking to yourself. And, man, I tell people this. Uh, there's a Pandora's box in most people's heads. You know, in life, your wife leaves you or your husband cheats on you or your kids get abused or molested or the government turns on you or you get thrown in jail because you're a Republican or uh, you get a disease, you get COVID or you don't get COVID, but everybody else is afraid of COVID so they don't want to be around you anymore. Those are called pressure. Those things create pressure. 
Just like when you have a sponge in your hand. And when you close your hand around that sponge, you squeeze it, and it puts pressure on that sponge. You know why that matters? Is because when you put pressure on that sponge, you know what comes out of that sponge is what is in that sponge. Are we getting spongy yet? Don't you get it yet? You have five portals of entry. And I'm not worried about your olfactory gustatory. I don't care how you bring things in through your sense of smell or sense of taste. But what we do need to focus on is auditory, kinesthetic, and visual. We see things, and they become part of our experience. We hear things or say things. They're all part of the same auditory complex, and they become part of our experience. And or we feel slash do things, and they become part of our experience. But I want you to know, words, they, they last. We say them over and over and over. It was Joseph Goebbels that said, with enough repetitions... He can make any group of people believe that a square is a circle. And he said, if you give me the media, I can turn any nation into a nation of pigs. And you're seeing it in America today. You know, I've never been a big fan of the media, but I got to be honest with you, I get it now. You know, the media was created as a fourth estate. Now, you're going to need to get this. This ties in. The fourth estate, see, you had the three branches of government, right? The executive, legislative, judicial. I hope you know this, right? Basic, uh, basic, you know, law or basic history. But there was a fourth estate. It's called a state. It's not a branch of government. It was called the media. That's why it's called the fourth estate. And its job was to keep light on the three, to expose everything, so that people could see, not opinionated, not narrative, but see what's going on. It's exposed light to let the people know what the body that they elected is doing. That's with the fourth estate. And I never thought it was that important. And I wonder, what's the big deal of freedom of press? Now I get it. Because now the, the, the Democratic Party owns the media. I mean, let's be honest. They're very clear about that. Facebook blocks things. You get kicked out of Facebook. I mean, I just said the Babylon Bee. The Babylon Bee, which is a satirical website, just got kicked off of banned. Why? Because... They have a picture of what is her name or his name, Admiral Levine, Rachel, right? This is uh, a man. As, yeah, as a man, a woman of the year. Now, we all know he's a man, but he's pretending to be a woman. And so Not they listed just the picture there of that man as man of the year. And because they have a man on a cover, this is man of the year, they were now banned from um, uh, social media. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? And so these belief systems start mattering. And where do our belief systems come from? They come from our words. People say this stuff like this all the time. It doesn't sound like I'm, I can't handle this. I'm all thumbs. Computers make me crazy. I can never remember names. No one cares about me. Oh, it's always my fault. Uh, I'm just a, a waste of time. I'm always forgetting. I, I really have no value. Why would anybody love me? Uh, I'm too fat. Uh, I'm too thin. I'm too poor. I'm too white, I'm too black, I'm too... Don't you get it? Because we remind ourselves of all the past, the cues of the brethren's constantly reminding us all stuff. Yeah, and then that's exactly what happens. Then what we have now is a world that's saying, oh, you poor creature, you are a victim. Why does that matter? Because of how it works. True story. I'm a friend of my listener, a listener, Dave, there in Minneapolis. He's a graduate as well. He listened to my show, went through training. He's been on the radio a couple times. 
but he sent me this thing. He said he was listening to Tom Harmon. Uh, yeah, and this guy's a liberal dude. I can't believe this. So Tom Harmon, uh, I guess he's the number one progressive thing out there. I can't believe he's li- he's a friend of mine. This is to progressive stuff, like shocked. But he was telling me on a voicemail message that he was interviewing the psychoanalysis. So it says, here's the topic of the show. Does Putin have a victimhood narrative? And if so, what does that mean? That's incredible. So psychoanalyst Dustin Justin Frank, MD, psychoanalyst and clinical professor, Department of Psychiatry and Behavioral Science, George Washington University, author of Trump on the Couch, Bush on the Couch, Obama on the Couch. I guess he's got Putin on the Couch. And I guess this guy is cool with having lots of people on the couch. So maybe, hey, now there's anything wrong with that. Now there's anything wrong with that. So here's what this guy said. Uh, and I cut and paste. I went to this website and cut and paste this little clip. It said that he has a victim mentality. The argument was that because Putin has a victim mentality, because, again, look what the Germans did to the Russians. I mean, I heard someone saying this before. How many of, of Putin's family was slaughtered by the Germans? How about Putin's pain? Now, I don't buy into all that, so please hear all that. I'm just saying I like to listen to the narrative because the narrative is what people respond to. No one responds to reality. They respond to the narrative that someone hooks in and makes them believe. And so, but it's interesting because he does. I've seen this and reading this more and more. He has a victim mentality. So why does that matter? Because with a victim mentality in today's world, it justifies everything you do. See, there's no wrong because he's operating from a victim perspective. Since he has been wronged, it is right. It is his duty. It is his justification for now being a persecutor. Does this sound familiar to anybody? Does any initials pop into your head like maybe BLM or maybe CRT? Or maybe 1619, <laughs> right? You got my point? This is what I tell you about the drama triangle. Look it up. Dr. Cartman, K-A-R-P-M-A-N. Cartman, the drama triangle. There's three points on it. What's wrong with America? Is America's no longer the home of the free, the home of the brave? We are now the home of the victim because we love us to write us some drama triangle. In the drama triangle, there's three points. There's the victim, there's the persecutor, and there is the rescuer. Don't think rescuer is good. Rescuer is government. Rescuer is government to black people. Rescuer rushes in to save the day so they can feed their savior complex. And then they never let the victim ever grow, ever learn, ever mature. If you, you saw ain't an black. egg, yeah, if you saw an egg, it was wanting to hatch, but you'd been watching for a couple days and it ain't hatching. And you go to help that egg, and you slowly pull off that shell, off that that egg. You know what you did to that little creature? You made it someone's breakfast, lunch, or dinner because that creature gets its strength in its wings from breaking out of its shell. And we now have the government playing rescuer to so many people that they have made to believe that they are victims. And you know what a victim does when they're not rescued enough? They become a persecutor, just like Black Lives Matter, just like now the LGBTQT, where now LGBTQT means you hate feminism. Isn't that amazing? That the woman of the year is a man. NCAA swimmer of the year is a man. This is a Who, man. Yeah, where is the war on women coming from, people? But these are words. Words have power. And so now people don't know what words to use. Uh, they're afraid to speak out. 
people that are normally on the left who think what's going on is atrocious, they can't say anything. Why? Don't speak a word of this to anybody. How dare you? Be because of the narrative. See, and we all have a narrative. In life, in, in our own head, we call it a life script. We call it frames. And these are beliefs that we created over childhood, over a lifetime. Beliefs that were beaten into us, told us over and over. Maybe they were shown by people's actions on a repeated basis. And it's from the structure of that stuff that come all of our actions because everything we do or do not do is driven by belief system. And our beliefs come down to the words. What are the words you're saying? What are the words you're listening to? And what are the words that are playing over and over and over in your head? Today, we're getting some word dessert, not verbal vomit. I'm Black. We'll be right back. Boris Badenov, world's champion of Gudnik, at your service. Leadership Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. And I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, March 31st through April 2nd. That's likeitmatters.net. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. I start every day by reading through the stories at Daybreak Insider. It's a look at today's most compelling stories and provides responses from key conservatives in media and politics. Over a quarter million people get Daybreak Insider by email daily, and it's available to you at no cost. Go to daybreakinsider.com and simply plug in your email. That's daybreakinsider.com. In five minutes, you will be the most informed person in the office. That's daybreakinsider.com. Take Freedom 1570 with you wherever you go by downloading our app. Listen to your favorite shows, see our social media posts, enter exclusive contests, and more. All from the app. Just search for Freedom 1570 in the App Store. Take a listen to this comparison of other training to Leadership Awakening. For probably two-thirds of my 30-year law enforcement career. I spent time in supervision and management, so I've been to a lot of leadership training. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I went to a leadership course in California where I worked, and it's an eight-month program. I went through that program. I went back later on as a facilitator, so I, I taught leadership. What we did in class was completely different than any other leadership program that I've been through. I mean, in 48 hours of leadership training in your program, it was just, it was dynamic. It was intense. It was powerful. You know, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. The governor and I, and we were all 
um, doing a tour of the library here and um, talking about the significance of the passage of time, right? The significance of the passage of time. So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time in terms of what we need to do to lay these wires, what we need to do to create these jobs. And there is such great significance to the passage of time when we think about a day in the life of our children. And bring your brooms because it's a mess. Oh my God. What world are we in? Ah, we're in the world of Mr. Black. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. Next week, we'll be in Minneapolis. If you're smart, you will go to likeitmatters.net and sign up for class because your life will be totally different. And the week after that, you'll come on this radio show and you'll say, oh my gosh, thank you, Salem Radio, because when I started listening to your radio show, Mr. Black changed my life. I love those stories. I got hundreds of them, thousands of them. I'd love for you to be the next one. So go to likeitmatters.net. Today, I want to wrap this puppy up and put a bow on it. Today, we're talking about word dessert. And see, why is it word dessert? Because dessert is my favorite part of the meal. And why do we save the best for last? Let's be honest. It's not really the best for last. There's a saying out there, youth is wasted on the young. I don't think John's old enough to get that yet. But I'm old enough now to get that. Amen. Youth is wasted on the young. And that used to sound so stupid to me when I was young. But at 56 years old, it can bring a tear to my eye. Because, boy, if I would have taken all that vim and vigor that I had in my youth, instead of working on it to get women in bed and to build my own kingdom, but actually used it to do what I do now, used it for the kingdom of God, used it to change people's lives, used it to help hurting people so they don't hurt other people. Man, imagine the impact I could have had on this planet. And I think about that. And so that's why I do what I do at likeitmatters.net. It's not a sales pitch. I don't need your money, although, yeah, I do. I'm lying. I do need your money. But you need what I do far more than I need what you do. Uh, And please send me your money. I do need that. So just say no. (laughs) But today, we're talking about these things called words and belief systems. Right before the break, we were talking about this whole victim mindset. And it's very prevalent today uh, in America. Uh, Very prevalent. And uh, it stuns me. And I, I'm I'm going to say this, and if some of you don't like it, that's okay. It's my my radio show, John. We got to find the thing from Mel Brooks. It's good to be king from History of the World. It's good to be king because that's my radio show, and I'm going to tell you like it is. If you don't like it, you don't have to listen technically, but please do. So uh, you can't be a victim if you're a child of God, if you're truly a blood bought saint, if you truly are a redeemed follower of the risen King. Stop playing a victim. Because you can't be both. You can't be on both teams. Stop it! If you have unmerited favor, if nothing you do gets you into heaven, if it's grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, to the glory of God alone, and the Bible alone, those are the five souls of the Reformation. If that's true, then how dare you claim victim status? Jesus Christ was bled out for you. How dare you? He was nailed on the cross. He lived a perfect life and took on the shame of the world. All the stuff. 
So how dare you hold a grudge against anybody else? Who cares what happened in 1619? Who cares what happened in 1776? Who cares what happened in 1812? Who cares what happened in 1916? Who cares what, what does that have to do with the way you're moving? What does that have to do with your relationship with Jesus Christ? What does that have to do with your ability to change this world one person at a time? The devil is the accuser of the brethren. He's always going to have you focused on your past. Don't you see who's running things? It's all about the past. I got this great article called Secondary Gain Leading Through Change. And he really put it great. And he has four scenarios here. Four scenarios. See if you can identify what the following case studies have in common. Four of them. Uh, three of them. Sorry, three of them. So number one, Malcolm. Malcolm was recently involved in a car accident that left him with a temporary disability. But no matter what he did, he just couldn't get better. He did everything he could from physiotherapy to hypnotherapy, but his injuries remained. Nadine, for a long time, suffered from agoraphobia, a fear of wide open spaces that left her locked inside her own home, unable to leave the house. She went to regular counseling sessions to no avail. Her condition didn't improve. Oliver is an elderly gentleman who has endured back pain for several months. He's, been to, he's seen chiropractors and osteopaths, all of whom say his back has fully repaired. But Oliver swears the pain still persists. All three individuals are reticent to change their condition because of a psychological factor known as secondary gain. Secondary gain. This is when people derive an unexpected benefit from their handicap. This is similar to the enabler victim, that sick codependency, that each one gets their own secondary gain from playing their role. This is what um, Dr. Eric Burns talked about in the games people play. He identified 140 psychological games that many people are playing. Nobody's winning, but everybody's keeping score. This is what I teach you. This is what I help you figure out, but it all stems from our words. The term was made famous by Sigmund Freud, who referred to patients clinging to their disease. Do you hear that? Clinging to their disease as a way of retaining the benefits to which they had become accustomed. In Malcolm's case, the secondary gain was additional time away from work. The longer his injuries prevailed, the more free time he got, he got paid for. In Nadine's case, the secondary gain was the luxury of having her husband do all the chores that required venturing outside such as shopping, gardening, and picking up the kids from school. In Oliver's case, the secondary gain was the alleviation of loneliness because his grandchildren visited him more frequently whenever he felt unwell. Secondary gains also occur in the workplace, especially during times of change. This is why some people refuse the pandemic to be over. This is why I've still seen people walking around with masks on. It is absolutely stunning and it's going on all around us. This is why you got to know our words that we repeat over and over become beliefs. Why does it matter? Because everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief system. Here's an article I got uh, January 20th. People no longer believe working hard will lead to a better life. Survey shows. Did you hear that? People no longer believe that working hard will lead to a better life. You know why that matters? Then why would they work harder? See, in my class, it's tough. And it's hard. I have a high bar. And most people fail more in my class in two and a half days than they have most of their life. But they get better and they learn and they grow and they overcome. If they believe that everything I do in there, that they're going to fail no matter what they do, guess what that belief system is going to create? It's going to create a lack of commitment. 
when things get tough, they're going to run away. When things get uncomfortable, they're going to say no. Don't you get it? Everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief system. If someone says they love you, but you do not believe they love you, are you loved? And the answer is clearly no. Because you'll act as if you're not. See, it doesn't matter what's really going on. What matters is what do we believe is going on. Once you get that, things start changing. It's stunning to realize that what's going on in this world, what's going on in America, and it's all about words. All about words. Do you know the Supreme Court Justice, The only her only qualification she needed to be Supreme Court Justice is black and a woman. I mean, Biden said that. Katanji Brown-Jackson, I'm sure she's a nice person. But do you know what she said yesterday? She was asked for the definition of a woman. The definition of a woman. And here's a woman who's got a lifetime appointment because she's going to get it because she's black and a woman. And she cannot define what a woman is. Here's I don't a mother. Think so. And you know what the other thing she couldn't do? She couldn't decide. She was asked a question. When does life begin? And she says, I don't know. Now, I don't know anything else about this woman. But those two questions right there, you know what I would have done? I would have adjourned the Senate. And I would have told her to go back and go to a library or go on Google. And when you have answers to those two questions, come back to me. I said you're finished. Get out. That would be what I'd say. And you see how low, how far we've lowered the bar, how we've got now, how women now can't even compete in women's sports. How about look up Chelsea Mitchell? She just sent out a great article called The Worlds of Chelsea Mitchell. They used to call me the fastest girl in Connecticut, but I couldn't outrun an injustice. Isn't it amazing? It's like Brittany Griner. She didn't realize. She thought just because America is not a nation of laws anymore that we decide what laws to commit. She thinks she can go to Russia, and they're not a nation of laws either. No, most nations have to follow their laws, unlike America. We don't let illegal people come in and vote and pay them money and fly them around the country. Most countries have laws. Laws are a bunch of words put together that say what's right and what's not acceptable. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you when you live your life like it matters. It does. I did not make myself king. God did. It's good to be the king. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.